Hey everybody, Pastor Chanel here, and I'm so happy that you joined us for today's episode of Wednesdays Are For Women. I pray that you were blessed today as we discuss Desperately Seeking God. Thank you, God, that they're going to see the miraculous at work on their behalf. And I thank you, Father God, that it's going to bring them so much joy. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, I pray. Amen. And so, yes, guys, God has been dealing with me about some big things concerning you. Let me tell you something. We are in a season and we are in a time where he, where he is so close. God is so close to us. He is so near to us. And and I know that, you know, he's never far away. I know that, you know, he promises that he'll never leave us or forsake us. But every now and again, there comes a moment where the spirit of God is where he where he draws in close to us. And at those moments where he draws in close to us, he expects us to do the same. These are moments where we cannot ignore his call, where we cannot ignore his voice where we cannot ignore his presence because there is something specifically that he is ready to speak and that he is ready to say. There is something specific that God is ready to do through you. And so you have to posture yourself and make yourself ready, make yourself available. There is a song that, uh, uh, that a singer uh, sings and it's called Make Room. There comes a moment in life where God says, okay, I'm ready to give you more. I'm ready to pour out more, but I need for you to make room for me. And so in moments like that, you have to prepare your heart. You have to prepare your life. Come on, you. The, when, whenever you come to the altar and whenever someone is getting ready to speak a word to you, there's a tradition that we have. And the tradition is that we come to the altar with our hands lifted up. That is when we do that, that means that we are coming before the Lord in total surrender. We are coming before the Lord ready to receive. And so that's the posture that God is placing us in, in this hour. He is wanting us, or that's the posture that God is demanding from us, commanding from us that we enter into a posture where we are ready to receive, where we are ready to take in everything that God has for us. Because let me tell you something. What God is placing on the inside of you, what God is placing on the inside of you, it is major. It is it is serious and it is going to shift cultures. It's going to shift and change nations and it is going to change an entire generation. Let me say that again. What God is placing and has placed on the inside of you, what you are pregnant with. Come on, let me make this announcement to the people that are watching and the people that are going to be listening to the podcast later and watching the, the, the rebroadcast later. You are pregnant. Oh yeah, you are pregnant with something big. Come on, somebody type big in the comment section. <laughs> 
You are pregnant with something that is big, something that is huge. You are carrying something that is very important. You are carrying something that is very valuable. And so right now, what God is doing is he is making space or he is creating an environment around you that will be ready for what it is that you are birthing. Because you have to understand one thing about pregnancy. When you are going through a season of pregnancy, you're making sure that the room is ready for the child. You're making sure that you have all the needs that the child will that the child will have when they are born here in the earth. You're making sure that they have formula. You're making sure that they have diapers. But while you are carrying this baby, you are also making sure that you remain healthy. You're making sure that your body remains healthy. You're making sure that you don't put on too much weight. Come on. I know that I, I went through that. Come on. Some of y'all, some of y'all might've, some of y'all might've started eating everything, but I was like, look, I cannot afford to have this baby and find out that I can't fit back in my jeans that I was wearing before I got pregnant. So you're watching what you take in. You're watching what you absorb. You are making sure that everything is you are making sure that your environment is healthy for this child to enter into. You are making sure that you are healthy so that you can carry this baby full term. That's the way that things work in the natural. And so even in the spirit, that's the way that God also operates. He makes sure that you have the right people around you, that you are surrounded by midwives that will not tell you to hold it in when it's time to push midwives that will not tell you, Hey, don't, don't shout right now. Don't scream right now. Don't push right now. It's not time for it. When everything around you is telling you that it is time for it. Come on. The Bible says that Bartimaeus who was blind and who obviously was tired of his situation. The Bible says that he found out that Jesus was in his area. And the Bible says that he began to shout out, son of God, have mercy on me or son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that people came up to him and they said to him, stop shouting, stop shouting. That's not how you get his attention. But the Bible says that he continue to shout. People that are telling you not to shout or people that are telling you not to push down through here, those are not your midwives because a midwife will recognize, well, they will recognize when it's time for you to push. They will recognize when it's time for you to give birth. I'll never forget. There are some things that you will never forget when you are, when you uh, have your child. And um, one of the things that vividly, that, that vividly stick out to me that I will never forget is when I was giving birth to Nicholas, my first son. And I remember I didn't know that it was time for me to push. I didn't know how far along I was. I just knew that I was in pain and I was having contractions, but I did not know that it was time to push. And the nurse for the nurse, uh, i.e. The, the midwife came into the room. She checked me. She saw that I was fully dilated and she made an announcement. It's time to push. And I remember at that moment, I didn't know how to push. 
I hadn't taken no Lamaze class. Yeah, I'm silly me. I thought that I had the strength and the power to just figure it out. I thought that, you know, I thought that I knew what pushing uh, was. I thought that I knew how to do it, even though I had never done it before. I didn't know that I was going to need somebody to coach me and teach me how to push when it came to when it came to the moment to do it. I just thought that it was just going to instantly kick in and instincts was just going to instantly kick in. So not only did I not know how to push, I did not know, or not only did I not know when to push, but I did not know how to push until the midwife came in and gave me a direction until she came in and made an announcement. Hey, it's time. And this is how you do it. You need people in this season that are going to surround you and that are going to let you know or be able to show up at the right time and say, hey, it's time for you to do this. It's time for you to start preparing for this. This is what God is ready to do for you. And this is the moment that you have entered into. You do not need people, the same people that was surrounded by Bartimaeus to say to you, oh no, don't scream, don't shout. That's not how you get the master's attention. No, disconnect yourself from individuals like that. Because if you are my friend, if you are truly my ace girl or my ace boy, you should be able to first detect, you should firstly be able to detect that I'm carrying something heavy. You should be able to pick that up in your, we don't have to talk every day. We don't have to talk every day and we don't have to be around each other every day in order for you to detect that my, my sister is carrying something heavy on the inside of her. My sister is ready to give birth to something. You don't have to be around me or in my presence in order for you to detect that. Why? Because we are sisters in the realm of the spirit. So you should be picking me up. You should be, you should be, uh, you should be sensing in your spirit. Hey, there's something there's something about her. There's something that God is doing. I don't really know exactly what it is. I don't know exactly what it is that's happening, but I know that God is doing something. Come on, in this season, you have to surround yourself with people that understand that God is doing something big for you. And when you get around those people, let me tell you how you will know that you're around the right people because they will call you out of nowhere and say, look, you were on my heart. I don't need to know your situation, but I do know that God is getting ready to work something out on your behalf. Those are the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with in this season, people that are going to push you. And so, you know, she told me when to push and she told me how to push. I mean, she gave specific instructions that, you know, that were a bit graphic. It was a bit graphic, but she, she knew that the only way that I was going to get this thing out without causing any type of damage to my body, without causing any type of long-term damage, she knew that she was going to have to teach me, or she was going to have to graphically tell me, this is how you need to bear down. Come on, you need some people 
people. You need people that are going to be real with you and that are going to be brutally honest with you. People that are going to let you know, hey, if you don't push now, you're going to lose this baby. If you don't push now, you're going to lose this dream. If you don't push now, this business is going to fail. If you don't push down like this, this thing is going to die on the inside of you. And the problem with that is you have a generation around you that is looking for what you're carrying. They don't know that you're carrying it, but they are looking for what you're carrying. They are thirsting for something and you have the answer lying on the inside of you. About a couple of weeks ago when I was in prayer, the spirit of God began to talk to me about Psalm 42. <clears throat> And he began to scream at me and he began to say to me that there is a generation that is arising that is hungry. They are thirsty. Come on, let me tell you something. If you are comfortable with where you are right now, something is wrong. If there is not an urgency, if there is not a thirst that is awakening on the inside of you for more, then let me tell you something, you are late. Because right now, if you if you really tap into the realm of the spirit, and I feel the Holy Ghost on this afternoon, if you really tap in right now into the realm of the spirit, you can sense that there is a groaning inside of a generation. There are are people that are groaning for more. There are people right now, whenever they go before the Lord and whenever they are seeking the face of God, they are crying out for a move. They are crying out for revival. They are crying out for an awakening. They are crying out for change. They are crying out for more. They are, they are, they are saddened by the state of the church. They are saddened. They are saddened by where the church is and they are saying, God, I am no longer going to read and study about all the miracles and all the signs and all the wonders and not see it for myself. God, if you can do it for the people, if you can do it for the first church, hey, Crystal, if you can do it for the first church, then God, I know that you can do it for me. And these people, they are not taking no for an answer. These are the people that are pushing aside their plate and they're saying, you know what? I love to, I would love to eat a good meal right now, but I want the move of God more. I would love to eat a nice piece of cake right now. I would love to have some cookies right now, but I want the move of God more. I would love to hang out with my friends. I would love to go to the movies and go see Black Panther. Yes, I bought my ticket. Yes, I would love to eat popcorn and put some M&Ms in the popcorn and go and get a soda. I would love to sit off and be entertained, but I want God more. And so I have to tell my friend, look, we can hang out another time, but tonight I have an appointment. Come on, I remember when I was in school, I remember that my prayer time with the Lord would be 11 p.m 
every night. And when I tell you, when I tell you uh, that it was my appointment with the with the Lord to the point where it could be 10:59, and right at 11 p.m., I would feel the presence of the Lord come up into my apartment. And I had two other roommates that were living with me at the time. And let me tell you what I would do. I would go right into our washroom, right into the washing room, and I would sit on the floor and I would cry out to God. I would cry out to God for hours. Hallelujah. I would sit on my floor and I would cry out to the Lord for hours and I would cry out for his presence. I would cry out for his glory. I would cry out for a move of God. That's what I would do on a daily basis. Come on. When you are hungry for change, when you are hungry for more, when you are tired of being comfortable, when you are tired of dwelling in the shallow places, you will cry out for something new. Come on. When you are tired, okay, when you are tired and when you are hungry for, for change, when you are hungry from something different, when you are hungry for something for something bigger, you will begin to start searching for something different. Come on, you're used to, you are used to baby food. You are used to, uh, you know, a little bit of food. You are used to eating the same old thing. Even though it was a good meal, it no longer satisfies. It no longer hits where it used to hit. Come on, when I first got a hold of steak, when I first got a hold of filet mignon, it used to hit my taste buds differently. Why? Because I had never tasted it before. But after a while, there comes a moment where you become used to it and you say, okay, I need to go for the T-bone. I need to go for the ribeye. I need for I need to go for something different because my taste buds, they are used to taking this in. Come on, when you are hungry for something, you can, you can try to satisfy that thing by eating a big meal. But if your taste buds and if your body, if your spirit is used to it, then it then it's not really going to hit the same. So what do you do in that moment? You begin to start searching for something more. And the problem is with the church, the reason why we are not seeing the miracles like we're supposed to be seeing is because we're not hungry enough for it. We are satisfied with church as usual. We are satisfied with the preacher just preaching 30 minutes, just preaching 20 minutes. And if he wants to preach an hour, that's fine, but don't go any longer than that. And really and truly, if you go on for an hour, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to start thinking about my Christmas shopping. I'm going to start thinking about other things. Hold on one second, y'all. Mm. sinuses are trying to kick in, but I'm going to start thinking about other things, you know, that are more important to me than this moment. And this is the place that so many believers have come to. They have come to a place where they, they have come to a place where they are satisfied in God to the point where, where, you know, they don't want anything else different. They are okay with where they are. 
And if that's you, if that's where you are with your walk in God, then fine, God bless you. But there are some of us that have come to the conclusion that there's got to be more than this. And so the way that we are going to go after this thing is we're going to seek God. And when I tell you that God, he is so close. Hey, Pastor Candace, when I tell you that God, he is so close to us, he is so near to us because he is looking for an entry point. He is looking for a way in. And the way that he is going to get in is through the cry of the hungry. God is looking for a way to reach your nation. He wants to use you to do it. Come on, can I tell you why Hannah's story is so amazing? It's so amazing because the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord used Hannah to birth Samuel in the earth so that he could so that he could replace Eli so that he could replace the priests because at the time the priests of that era where they were corrupt the priests of that era did not care about God's agenda they only cared about theirs and so God used Hannah to birth a movement in the earth Come on, the Bible says that when Eli and his sons had died, the Bible says that one of Eli's sons' wives had given birth to Ichabod. She had given birth to a son and she named him Ichabod because she said the Ark of the Covenant has been taken. So therefore the glory of the Lord has de had departed. So she thought that's what she thought. But the Lord already had, he already had an answer in place. And that was Samuel. Come on. I'm saying all this to say to you, what are you carrying? What are you carrying that is okay? What are you carrying right now that is being hindered because you refuse to move out into a deeper place? Because you are satisfied with where you are. Because you are content with where you are. Because where you are, where you are is where you want to be. Come on, what is it that God is what is it that God has placed on the inside of you that he can't yet bring forth because you don't realize you don't realize the the seriousness of what it is that that, that you're carrying. You don't realize the greatness of it. Come on, you think that it's just no big deal. Oh, well, you know, I'm only in Bermuda and ain't nobody really going to hear about it. So, you know, I'm I'm not really going to make no big deal out of it. No, you have to understand that what you are pregnant with, what God is wanting to bring through you and birth through you, it is going to shift cultures. What God is wanting to birth through you is for a generation. Come on, because of Samuel, God used him to locate David and raise up David. And because of David, God used David to bring, God used David to be the lineage that Christ came through. 
Come on, you don't know how great and how big it is and how big of what it is that you're carrying. You don't recognize it right now because the environment that you in, that you are in is the wrong environment. You're in an environment that is small. You're in an environment that thinks small. You're in an environment that is that is that is uh, uh, comfortable. You're in an environment that says that says, "Oh well, what what good can come from up out of here? Nothing great can come from up out of here." So we might. What's the point of pushing? What's the point of pushing? Because nothing great is going to. That's the place that you are comfortable in. Let me tell you, that's the place that you are living in. Oh my God. And let me tell you something. You're never going to be able to bring forth the greatness as long as you remain in that place. Earlier when I was preparing for this message, the spirit of God spoke to me and he said, Chanel, he said, tell the people, he said, tell the people that their thinking is too small. Tell the people, tell the people that uh, that they have to they have to get hungry for this thing. Come on. He said, tell the people that they got to they got to push out into the deeper. You can't birth this thing while dwelling in the shadow, shallow. You can't dwell. You cannot birth this thing by living in the shallow waters. You got to push out further. Come on. You got to step out further. Come on, you you gotta you gotta get in the right type of environment. That's what he said to me earlier. He said some of them they are remaining faithful to a place because they gave a vow to their loved one that is no longer breathing. That loved one is no longer living on this side of heaven. And and they made a vow to them and told this loved one that they would always remain in the church because their family grew up there. Let me tell you something. Your loved one is in glory. Your loved one is basking in his presence. Meanwhile, you are suffering. You are suffering in a place where the glory of the Lord has departed. The presence of the Lord is not even there. And you are remaining there because you are trying to remain faithful to a loved one that is no longer living on this side of earth. Come on, let me tell you something. You are remaining in an environment that is not healthy for what it is that you're carrying. That in environment, that environment will not be able to contain what it is that you were carrying because that environment is small thinking. That environment just says, oh, well, we're going to just reach our, reach our neighborhood. Let me tell you something. If you are carrying something that is supposed to reach a nation, there's no way that you can birth it in a place that only wants to reach the neighborhood. Let me say that again. If you are carrying something that is supposed to reach a nation, that is supposed to reach the world, there is no way in the world that you can birth it in an environment that only wants to reach its neighbors, that only wants to reach down to the street corner and that's it. No, you have to begin to start surrounding yourself with people that think like you, people that are going to be brutally honest with you 
and tell you when to push and how to push. People that do not care what comes out of you when you are pushing, they're not grossed out by it because they know that it might be an ugly process, but it is necessary for what it is that God wants to birth through you. It is necessary for what it is that God wants to do in your life. Come on, I'm telling somebody, I'm talking to somebody on here that is trying to be cute. You cannot remain cute while trying to birth something big. It is not a cute process. It will never be a pretty process. It will never be an easy process. It will be tedious, but it is worth it because you're trying to change a culture. You're trying to shift a mindset of a generation, a generation that is daily walking away from the Lord, daily giving up on church, daily giving up on daily giving up on God and and turning to other things and becoming faithful over those other things. That's the thing that you are carrying that's going to shift it. The Bible. Hey everybody, I sure hope that you were blessed by today's podcast and I pray that you would tune right back in next week Wednesday at 12 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye for now.